Now, with that said, we'll be in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to read the first six verses. And this is part two, part three. I don't know where we're at now on our series on Are You Abounding? That was the first message. We're actually under the heading on What is Sound Doctrine? And uh, so, on sound doctrine, and we'll be in 2 Timothy a little bit this morning, there in chapter 2, about 23, 24, right in there, 22, and where we talk about Satan taking captive people. And my question three or four weeks ago was, are you abounding in this life? And I introduced you to, there's no less than seven mile markers. You could call it seven levels in the Christian life. There is, should be a way that you can chart your growth in Christ. Uh, if you don't pay attention to that or don't chart it, you'll be backslid and not know it. Every year you should grow a little bit closer to God. Every year uh, the power of God should be working in your life to conform you ever closer to the image of Christ. To where you reach a point somewhere around level 7 or mile marker 7 where Christ is fully formed in the believer and then on the job site or buying your groceries or just out, people can see Christ in you because they see that you are different. And Christ has changed you in such a way that their curiosity gets the better of them and they begin to talk to you. They want to know what your secret is. And you can tell them it's Christ in Him crucified. But then the second message was how to abound. We preached that last week and we learned that there is a way that we can abound. And basically it is, if you want more, you're going to have to throw more. Remember, you're going to have to invest the seed that God has already given you. If you're born again, you've got salvation seed. You're supposed to be telling others about Christ. If you got the Bible, you can be reading the Bible and then quoting the Bible. You got Bible seed. And then you have the power of prayer. You got a prayer seed. And we all have time. There's 24 hours in every day for each and every one of us. How you decide to invest those seed determines on your harvest. And we emphasize the fact that you cannot invest a one seed sowing, but expect a truckload at the harvest. And that's how it is mostly with people. They want to invest as little as possible for Christ, for the things of Christ, whether it's church time or church work, but yet when it comes blessing time and everybody's into the blessing time, they show up to God with a truck. And matter of fact, some of them drive semis with the big open trailer in the back and they want God to fill it up with blessing. And it don't work that way. The Bible is clear to say that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you want to give a little, you're going to get a little. And God says, if you want to invest uh, one service a week uh, seed, then don't expect a three service a week growth in this year. There, are, That's why some people grow more than other people in the Christian life. But there must be a way you can chart that course. We all have the same 
same potential. God has given us the same seed. Let me say it like that. God has given us all the same seed. We can be who we want to be in Christ. There's nobody that has a patent on God. I can't be closer to God than you. Uh, I'm as close to God as I want to be, just like you can be as close to God as you want to be. That depends on you and how you want to throw the seed and invest that time for God. But now, this week, I want to get into strongholds in our lives. I've entitled the message, Roadblocks Along the Journey. There'll be some roadblocks that you're going to encounter in your Christian life that's going to hinder you from your Christian growth. You need to be able to spot them, identify them, and know how to destroy them. And the Bible says they are strongholds. They're strongholds, fortresses. And that's why Will's got a picture of a castle up there. And so let's read this verse of Scripture, which is chapter 10. We was in chapter 9 last week. And so he's got a deal with what's going to hinder you and what can hinder me in our Christian walk. Verse 1, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent, am bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with you, that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Now here's where I begin to get this ideal. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. There's our word. He's saying there's going to be some strongholds that we're going to encounter. Now he's going to tell you what strongholds he's talking about. Casting down imaginations, plural, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled, let us pray. Our gracious Father, we come, we thank you. Now, Lord, help us today in the message that I deliver. Anoint my lips, speak through me. Lord, be with the folks. Let them be able to understand. Let the light of the glorious gospel, the truth, shine into their hearts. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. As I said earlier, last week's message was uh, how to abound in grace. And I showed you God's formula to abounding. We've been commanded to abound. We're to abound in the work of the Lord. That means clearly that every year we should do a little more for God than we did the year before. Take those little steps. I call them baby steps. Don't jump on too much at once. But yet again, don't be too conservative either. 
I mean, push the boundaries. Uh, I push some boundaries here for us this year. I want us to double in size this year. Now, I feel like, Lord, I know we can do it, but I've got us out on a limb with God. God's going to have to come through and do that, isn't he? And, and so we're going to have to go to work and we're going to have to throw some seed expecting God to bless it. But we can't be too conservative. We can say, well, let's just, let's just grow one family a year. That's pretty conservative. We're playing it a little too safe. Let's jump out there and say, let's double in size. Let's throw some seed. We're commanded to abound in the work of the Lord. We're commanded to grow in grace. And then, today, we're going to find out about these roadblocks. And the Bible says these roadblocks, these barriers, these fortresses, these strongholds that you and I are going to face are in the mind. Now, the preachers of yesteryear used to preach and I believe that still do the ones that are still around that your battlefield the greatest enemy will be the mind the devil loves to work in the mind that's where it's at it's a mental barrier and what it does it elevates itself above the truth of God, to which God says that this is what we call a vain imagination. What is a stronghold, one would ask? And of course, the picture, I think, should do it justice. It's like a castle. It's a fortified city. And it's something that is in your mind that you believe and act on but it is something that is not always true. That's what he's talking about here. He's talking about a vain imagination. A stronghold is a fortress or a fortified city. Now, think with me for a moment to that great city in the Old Testament called Jericho. Remember? Jericho was the first city that the children of Israel had to face. And the reputation of that city of Jericho was you could not penetrate its walls. Its walls were so thick that they had built houses to live in in the walls, but you could race two chariots side by side on the top of that wall. That's a pretty formidable fortress, a great city. And nobody was able to break into it, but God got involved, and the walls came tumbling down. Remember? I think they've written songs about that, about the walls of Jericho come tumbling down, and God give a great victory. But a stronghold is like a fortified city, like Jericho. Now let's deal with this thing that he says here about vain imaginations because this is the language that he uses to define the stronghold that he is referring to that is going to hinder our walk with Christ. In this context, an imagination means a developed thought. It's an ideal that is thought through. Now, we use the word imagination today uh, when we go to fantasy land, right? Uh, 
You know, we, we lay down and before we go to sleep, we, we put ourselves somewhere and what we really like to do, something that's nice, and our mind takes us away and off the problems of the day. And in our world that we've imagined for ourselves, we're the strongest, we're the toughest, and nothing can ever harm us, and, and so on and so forth. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about calculated thought. He's talking about something that you believe in or that you think is true that you've taken enough time to begin to work on an argument to defend that position. But it's not based on the truth of the Word of God. It's not based on facts. It's based on lies, a lie, or on deception. The Bible says this in Proverbs 14. He says, there is a way. He's talking about calculated thought that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's what the Bible says about these vain imaginations that people hold to. And you'll run into them. And Lord willing, next week we'll talk about how to identify a stronghold in your life. But today, I'm just preaching on a vain imagination or what is a stronghold. And what is he talking about here? He's talking about how you think, how you feel, or what you believe that does not necessarily agree with the Word of God. And any time the preacher preaches and he gives you the Word of God, you run to that stronghold. You say, I don't care what... I've heard people say this. I don't care what that Bible says. This is what I believe. Say, so what is that? That's a stronghold. It's a vain imagination. And it's built upon a lie or on deception. A bad stronghold then is a faulty thinking pattern based on deception. Now, let me clarify this. A vain imagination is not a random thought that flies through your mind. You and I cannot control random thoughts that pop into the mind. The devil, because God says that Satan is the father of all lies, that lets you know that when a person is lying or likes to lie, that they got that inspiration or that thought for the lie from the devil himself or some demon. Now, the random thoughts we can't stop. Random thoughts... I think about it like this. You cannot control the birds of thought that fly through your mind. But you can keep it from building a nest. Okay? You might not be able to control those thoughts that just pop in there. They're temptations. But you can keep it from building a nest. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll give you a personal, uh, uh, more uh, like a definition. Uh, if you have a bad thought, you say, somebody cuts you off in traffic, 
and you have a bad thought about that person that did that. It's a random thought. It just pops you. You're, you're normally not violent. But all of a sudden, a thought comes running through your mind like, I'd like to kill that person. You, you immediately want to throw that out. Do not allow that thought to begin to build in it. We call it premeditation. You don't want to meditate on that to the point where you begin to act on something like that. Now, let me give you a Bible explanation of this. Go to, in your Bibles to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, we see a classic example of an individual's that acted from a, a mental stronghold or what we call a vain imagination. And the devil might have originated it, but then they allowed it to build a nest. The, the Bible says, don't give place to the devil. Okay? Your Bible also says that Satan is the prince and power of the air. And so he can sin because there's a lot of microwaves, radio waves, and 5G rays running through your body right now. And there's a whole lot of information on those things that are rolling through your body. And that's the devil's domain, prince and power of the air. If you'll notice, most of the technological advances we've had have had to do in that area, in the air area. After all, we're still driving engines with pistons in them, are we not? And push rods. We're still burning fuel, are we not? Buying gas. That's old technology. They were playing with that in the late 1800s. Most of our advances have been in the airwaves. Verse 1 in Acts chapter 5, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it. Okay, they've meditated and they've acted upon what they were thinking in their heart. And what had been going on, they seen in the early church, people were selling their possessions and giving everything from the proceeds of those sales when they sold their lands to the church to help further the church and help meet the needs of the other people, namely the widows. Well, these people, they decided to do the same thing, but they wanted to get stingy. And so they were going to lie about what they give. They're lying and going to say they gave everything when they kept back part of it. Watch how this unfolds. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing? See, Satan originated the thought. It was a bird of thought that come through, but then they allowed it to build a fortress 
in their mind based on a lie and deceit and Satan allowed that thing, they allowed the devil to have a place in their vain imagination and they began to lie about what they were given to God when they didn't have to give anything. But they wanted to keep up appearances and so God kills them. That's a biblical example of a vain imagination that the devil through that bird of thought, through their mind, they should have not allowed it to have a place to build a nest or a fortress, but they did because it made them feel better about themselves and look better, and then they acted upon that. The devil didn't make them do it, but he did give them the ideal. That's called a vain imagination. What I'm saying is they didn't get in trouble for the thought that they had. They got in trouble for acting upon it, is what I'm saying. He said, Satan, you allowed Satan to have a place in your life, and it hindered their spiritual growth to the point that God took them out. This is an early church. God couldn't let them get away with that. And they had given place to the devil. This was a vain imagination. This was a mental stronghold that they had erected in their life. And they ran to it to work their work. Now a stronghold is a place that you run to when under attack. That's the purpose of a castle or a fortress. Now, I want you to get this. When your wrong thinking gets challenged by the Word of God, you have two choices. A lot of times I can tell what choice you're making by how you react to the truth of the Word of God. And I'll, I'll tell you, not everybody receives it. Sometimes I can tell if people are plugged in or zoned out. I can tell if they're a yes with God, like, wow, I didn't know that. i got to change that in my life. Or, I don't care what that Bible says. That's just the preacher's opinion on it. That's dangerous ground. You have two choices when the Word of God challenges how you feel. One, you can run to the stronghold of wrong thinking, which ends up becoming a prison. Or, you can run to the stronghold of truth, which is the Word of God. When you run to the stronghold of wrong thinking, it shields you from the spirit of truth. I'll give you scripture on that. Ephesians chapter 4, about verse 17 says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity, there we go with that vain imagination again, of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You say, what's he saying? He's saying when you are challenged by the Word of God about an area in your life that goes against what you feel or think, you get one of two choices. You can run to the stronghold of wrong thinking and that will protect you from any further light from the Word of God or you can submit and run to the stronghold of truth. There are two. 
The devil has a stronghold for you. And God has a stronghold. Truth is a stronghold. When you run true the stronghold of truth, it protects you from the wrong thinking. Here's what the Bible says in Psalms 18, verse 2, and I'm about done. I just wanted to get on what is a stronghold. It's a place you run to in your mind based on a lie or deception that's going to shield you, protect you from the truth of the Word of God. There's a lot of people that do that every day. But here you can also run to the stronghold of truth. Psalms 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. God says He has a fortress for us called a fortress of truth. And my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation on my high tower. You see, the Bible is clear to tell us that truth is also a fortress. Now, let me show you the devil's fortress. Take your Bible to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. And we'll see these fortresses today. Now, next week, I'll get into how do we identify a fortress? How do I know I might have one? And I'll give you about five maybe six points to help you identify a vain imagination in your life that you're allowing to be a roadblock that is keeping you from growing. Here in verse 25, verse 24 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, he says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Uh-oh, he's going somewhere with this. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. He said, well, he's talking about lost people. No. Lost people, they're already deceived. He's saying somebody here gets deceived. Somebody here becomes a vessel of dishonor. And they run to the stronghold that the devil has for them. And the, that stronghold of vain imagination becomes a prison that holds you there. And you run there every time you're challenged. I have seen this in action. I seen it last week. I didn't call it out because I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to let it ride I will approach it from a different angle the next time I deal with the individual. And it was on something as simple as salvation. And the individual immediately ran to the stronghold of water baptism. Said, so, well, I've been baptized. And I believe it sincerely with all my heart. You say, what is that? Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Nowhere in this Bible does it say water baptism saves you. Water baptism identifies you, but it does not save you. But see, the devil is a liar. 
And the devil is deceptive. And the devil will plant a thought in your mind. And yes, there are religions under the control of Satan. And they're deceiving thousands, if not millions of people. And that individual immediately run to the stronghold of, well, I've been baptized. That's a hard fortress to try to break through. And it's going to take the Word of God. And it's going to take some prayer that peradventure maybe God will let them see the light so we can get that stronghold penetrated to get them out of there. The devil has them captive. There's another stronghold, and we'll get more into this next week. I have seen people, I'll preach or teach a certain thing from the Word of God. It's a red line issue. And an individual, I remember this years ago, teaching on tongues and how tongues are not for us today. Uh, Rome, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is really clear. It says that they would pass away. As the Bible was completed, that would pass off the scene. It was for the apostolic time period, and it was for unbelieving Jews, never for a Gentile. And I took the time to lay all that out. Actually, my father did. I was there in the church, and this individual come forward afterwards and talked with my father, and I was there, and he says, I understand what the Bible says, but I disagree. I've had the personal experience. And my personal experience, I'm elevating above what God has said about it. And that was his fortress that he ran to. Personal experience. Well, I've experienced that. And to my knowledge, he never got that right. And to my knowledge, he never did anything more for God. You say, what was that? Well, that was a vain imagination. And he ran to it to justify his actions that he's not going to believe God's word. And it become a roadblock that hindered him from growing in the Christian life. Strongholds are very dangerous, the wrong kind. Vain imaginations. We could probably get in, I'm, I'm out of time, maybe some old wives' fables and things like that that people hold to that become strongholds that disagree with the Word of God. Say, well, we really don't care what that Bible says. I, I know this. And I promise you, if it disagrees with the Word of God, it's based off of a lie or deception. The Word of God is always true. It is pure. And we need to make sure that we're running to the stronghold of truth that God has for us. We need to learn how to change our thinking and how we believe to line up with the Bible instead of throwing our Bibles out and holding on to our vain imaginations because it will severely hinder you in your spiritual growth in this life.
I want you to think about this this week, about do I have any strongholds in my life that are holding me back? Because they're going to have to be taken down before you can move forward for God. Let's all stand this morning.